0: Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle episode 463 features guest host Madeline Ray, Saints and Sinners, flashbacks and love, and an interview with the wonderful Callie Taylor.
1: Warning, this show is only for adults who like sex, sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle?
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 463 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and joining me for this ever growing episode is the incredible award nominated content creator and model extraordinaire. She is what keeps your hearts garden growing it might be with fungus but that's okay she is the fungus femme fatale it is madeline ray how are you doing
2: good evening i'm doing great how are you
0: i'm doing very well thank you so how is said garden flowers yard and fungi doing
2: everybody is growing great as of right now okay (laughs) but that can always change
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is very true though i would imagine you being in the more southern part of the u.s uh Mm -hmm. your frost season is done
2: it should it (laughs) should be fingers crossed like i'm pretty sure it's done but it did surprise me like was it something about like the second week of april it's like the the last frost as per the farmer's almanac and then it was like the day after that first day <laughs> it was like boom frost i was like fuck <laughs> just Throw like cardboard boxes over everybody and hope that you know that was enough to keep them warm yeah but yeah mother nature does what she do
0: absolutely yeah <laughs> we had a number of uh below 30 days here or nights i should say in pittsburgh so <laughs> i feel you yeah. But with this episode, not only are you going to get more lovely banter between the beautiful Madeline Ray and myself, but you are going to get possibly an article. It depends on truly how much banter we do, because we are quite the banterers. We are. Hence us being a podcast.
2: Yeah, yeah. it fits. Yeah, it works.
0: Absolutely. Uh, there is an interview on the second half of this episode with the beautiful Callie Taylor. And we will talk about that at the end of the first half. Interviews in the second half. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to actually talk about her as a lead in because I have a feeling there is going to be a pretty substantial population of listeners that are going to like one of her hobbies. So
2: I'm excited. Yeah,
0: it's going to be a lot of fun. So, Madeline Ray, are you someone that is understanding of, how can I put this, religious process?
2: I am understanding, yes.
0: I find it very interesting the amount of saints that there Mm -hmm. are. And the reason I bring this up, uh, a few days ago, I take Mama Dangle to... Dinner. Okay. And she is talking about a friend of hers who is Indian, like from India. Okay. Yeah. And he was talking to her about all of the different uh gods. Like mm-hmm. you know, they have the main one, but they have all yeah, the yeah. other gods, and she thought that was very interesting. I said, Well, it's very similar to patron saints mm-hmm. for Christian beliefs, for Catholic beliefs. And she said I didn't think there was that many. <laughs> and I said, "Oh, you well, have no idea." <laughs> so, I pull up the Wikipedia page for patron saints, and mm-hmm. there are hundreds. Oh, yeah. Absolute hundreds. Yeah. Economics, farming, Just like the weirdest things.
2: Selling your house. Like (laughs) I remember when my mom sold one of her houses when I was younger, she was like, we got to bury this knickknack in the front yard. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I'll dig the hole. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know which one it was, but yeah, we we buried the the patron saint of house selling.
0: (laughs) Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. So we were having a good laugh about all of the patron saints that are out there. And she says, completely unprovoked, you could be the patron saint of pornography. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and I laugh mightily because my first thought was, well, Mama Dangle, I don't know if you could be a patron saint about something that they really believe is a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then I thought, well, I'm not going to start my own religion to be a patron saint. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> So I kind of blended the two ideas, and I think I'm going to either make a shirt design or something, and I'm going to be St. Dangle, the patron saint of perverts.
2: The PSOP. <laughs> That's
0: right. <laughs> I'm the psup. The p-sup. <laughs> I don't know why it has such an amazing ring in my head. But I have been enjoying it ever since we talked about it.
1: Well,
2: that will have to be the next shirt idea that re- that's released in the fall. It's you in your little saint cloak, <laughs> your
1: right. hands together,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> tilted tilted halo. I don't know. Do patron saints get halos?
0: Oh, good question. That I do know. Yeah, that's
2: now. A good question. I, oh. I got to figure it out before we put one on there. <laughs>
0: that's right. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I I will be talking to my graphics department. <laughs> what we can come up with <laughs> it follows a pattern because a number of years ago, at an award show, I played a priest, I was father dangle, so okay. it only makes sense to work my yeah. way up the ladder. I kind of skipped some steps because I didn't become cardinal dangle, I didn't become Pope <laughs> dangle. I went right to patron saint,
2: <laughs> oh my god yeah we'll we'll make you a cardboard hat.
0: Oh a little a hat uh what's it uh we
2: can squeeze it in and before before we go to to sainthood. Okay. You you can be a pope for a week or a cardinal for a week, you know.
0: I Just remember <laughs> I remember uh comedian uh Dennis Miller talking about the Pope's hat, making him look like a post hole digger. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite jokes from the late 80s. (laughs) Oh, that's still a great album. So I need to hear from the listeners. Does this work for people? Am I leaning towards sacrilege with this? Because I would imagine playing a priest kind of put me there anyway, but that was more playful. This is more directed.
2: Yeah, this is this is serious business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Would you be offended if I referred to myself as Saint Dangle, the patron saint of perverts? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Are, are we going to have to have a binding contract that says that I have to refer to you as that constantly?
0: Uh, absolutely. I would never ask that <laughs> okay. of you.
2: All right. I'd be like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that would change your role because a lot of your content is very mm-hmm. dominant, I guess we could say, in its energy. I don't know if people would like to see you in that constant submissive to st dangle role
2: <laughs> i i've, I've always got to switch it up like i can't just do one face
0: uh, that is true
2: i like
0: yeah you don't want to become hey. predictable
2: no ew, yeah. <laughs> ew.
0: <laughs> though does that mean we would get into content where you do things to st dangle do you think that would be a seller?
2: Maybe. I don't so I personally like I have nothing against it but myself. Mm. The the sacrilegious, you know, religious humiliation. Right. That's not something I'm dipping my toes into. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Not, not, but but I don't have a problem with it. I'll watch it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is it I think that's called hedging your bets. like well i might have done like you get to the pearly gauge and you're like well i did some stuff but it's not that stuff (laughs)
2: Uh, uh, splitting hairs now yeah
0: truly are
2: (laughs) i'll just i'll just whisper i'll be like hey do that one thing that i like
0: right there you go (laughs) do that one thing that i like (laughs) So, dear listeners in Pervert Nation, are you comfortable with me being your patron saint, or should I just let the idea die on the vine? And just <laughs> we've we've enjoyed it here for this episode. Please let me know either on Twitter at the Dick Dangle or email dick at danglingafterdark.com.
2: I still say there should be at least one shirt.
0: I yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think so too I'm not
2: going to lie it's a good shirt.
0: well no Honestly, that might be really bad
2: <laughs> oh god
0: <laughs> yeah because I don't know if the world is ready to see a patron saint get kicked in the junk or have a foot fetish Fuck.
2: yeah Let, let's reflect on the movies of the late 80s and the early 90s
0: that's a very interesting segue
2: it is. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I've been watching a lot of those movies from like the early 90s period. And oh my God, if everybody's not getting hit in the junk.
0: You're not wrong. Yeah, there there were certain, yeah. certain um, genres of film where, you know, through the late 80s into the 90s, it was... Ski movies where a ski instructor gets hit by a ski in the nuts. It's uh, a baseball player or like a kid mm-hmm. thrown a baseball yep, hits a guy in the nuts. It's all am- for ball. <laughs> it, it's amazing how many men in film had to pretend that they got hit in the nuts. You are correct.
2: Yeah, but I'm sitting here now as a mid 30 year old. Okay. And I'm like, oh my god oh my god this is this where it stemmed from being ball busting being on the big screen and somebody went huh Hmm. Hmm." you know right at that pivotal point when like things stick
0: so I, I feel like you're saying that there are kind of three branches of this tree you have the branch that realizes its humor Mm -hmm. and just finds it funny, like a fart joke. It's just something that's always funny. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: You have the people that took it intellectually in the direction of say jackass.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: And then you have the people that took it intellectually in the direction of, I think I might like this sexually.
2: I want to try that. Hmm. Try that.
0: That's real. I never thought about that.
2: Yeah. I mean, and also like reflecting as somebody in, in I, I don't know what the youths do nowadays. And you can let me know when you were younger. Did y'all used to run around and tap each other in the balls, like in the hallways of high school?
0: Oh, dick taps. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. So that, that was that was a thing. Yeah. But I wasn't sure if that was like an area specific like <laughs> Or timeline-specific, I should say. I mean, it is area-specific.
0: <laughs> it's funny you say that. I actually watched a video, a music video, by mm-hmm. the band Every Time I Die, who, yeah. uh, sadly, they have broken up, but I absolutely love their music. Yeah. And I can't remember which song it was for, but it was a house party. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the bad guys show up, and the one just walks in, you know, being all badass, and he dick-taps a guy. So it's still a thing. <laughs> but uh, that's that's a really good question because it would make sense you know you are in the formative years mm-hmm. of either your comedy sensibility or your sexual sensibility mm-hmm. in your early teens you see this movie and you're like interesting you know you maybe feel a little oh, tingle for some reason you can't figure yeah. it out now though i have been dick i am going to share a story Oh, boy. I was pantsed in the gym
2: class. (gasps) No. I
0: was. Yeah.
2: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. And luckily, I had underwear on. (sighs) And The weird thing was, I remember uh, the people that did it making fun of me because I was wearing red underwear. Because everything was white. Because... It was so long ago, and it was weird to see somebody in a different color underwear. Now it's like now looking back, like if you wear white now, you're a monster. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I was ahead oh, of
2: – what are those? Your dad's underwear? Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. I was so far ahead of the curve. They didn't even oh – know God. I was a pioneer. <laughs> and, and it's weird because I remember even in that moment, I found it embarrassing, but it didn't mm-hmm. – I still found it funny. Yeah. You know, so I like I didn't take any harm or ill will to it. (laughs) But I'm (laughs) going to go cry in
2: the bathroom. (laughs) Everybody saw my red underoos.
0: (laughs) Yes, it was a formative memory for sure. Maybe that's why I don't like red underwear now. Mm. But they're not they're never a normal red. They're like a stop sign red. (laughs)
2: Know, not like a burgundy, like yeah, a sixth red,
0: ma. Give me something. <laughs> Just bright reds, so, <laughs> gigantic <sighs> stop sign for an ass. Great, thank you. Don't. Yeah, well, oh, that's very true. Well, the, that would mean the front <laughs> of the underwear would have to be green, and the back would be red. Uh, depends on how much I'm drinking. Ah, we'll I
2: mean, here, here, get a pair of red underwear, get a pair of green underwear, split them, sew them, so you got one side that's green in the front. One side that's red in the front. Depending on how you're feeling, you know, you just switch it up. No to the front, no to the back. Yes to the front, yes to the back.
0: <laughs> now this is pure genius. <laughs> I will definitely give you a cut of the profits that I make from these underwear.
2: It's like, so how, what are we feeling tonight? And you're like, bloop. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. I i'm debating if bloop surprise is going to be the title for this episode <laughs> oh my goodness that's that is brilliant you're welcome you know if you're if you if you're feeling froggy for some reason green goes back that's all i'm
2: saying yep i <laughs> have to figure out how to get leds to put around the waistbands so they're extra you know
0: Ooh, <laughs> all right
2: space underwear space underwear <laughs>
0: so speaking of getting pants, that's a weird segue
2: <laughs> i was Let's out weird segue. <laughs> right
0: it's just one of those episodes i had a very weird moment about a week ago
2: about a week ago
0: Uh, A good friend of mine and I go out just to get out of the house, grab a couple drinks, blow off some steam, have a laugh. And we kind of go to the same haunts every time we go out. Not like we go out a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we are both very busy people. But enough that we kind of get tired of going to the same places. So he says, I heard a, a friend talk about this bar restaurant in this town. Outside of Pittsburgh, let's go Let's just go check it out Alright, yeah, it's a 20 minute drive, that's fine Alright So we go in and it wasn't too busy It was a Friday night, which was weird that it wasn't too busy But you know, we sit at the bar And we're on our first drink We decide we're going to you know, get a couple appetizers Spend some time there And I hear a voice <laughs> To my left Also sitting at the bar I'm like, I know that voice uh oh. I know that voice. Don't turn, just eyes forward.
2: Uh huh.
0: About ten <laughs> minutes later, the person that has this voice drops their glass onto the bar and it rolls behind the bar, like onto like the cooler doors that are usually okay. like, like below the bar level. When something like that happens, everybody turns and looks. Yeah. So I turn and look, and I turn back, and in my head I go, yeah, that's my ex-girlfriend. Oh. And her cell phone rings, and she stands up because she's going to walk out of the bar to talk to whoever this person is. hmm So when she walks up, I see her face in the mirror of the bar back. And I'm thinking, yep, that is definitely her. Mm-hmm. Uh. She changed her hair color. But, yikes! <laughs> I was waiting for her to recognize me because I had to go back to when we were together in pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, just time wise, I actually I don't think I have a single picture with her. But I went back to that time, and I look fairly similar in style. I think at that point I had a goatee instead of a full beard, and, mm-hmm. uh, but the hair was not too much different.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't know if she recognized me and much like myself just didn't say anything or if she just didn't see me. But it occupied my brain in a way where the, the night wasn't, you know, ha- I wasn't having as much fun as I thought I was going to have. So after like two or three drinks, my friend's like, uh, do you want to have another one or you want to go somewhere else? I'm like, you know what? Let's let's split. We'll We'll go hit another place a little bit closer to home. As we're walking out, we get in my car and he says... You know, uh, that woman at the end of the bar was kind of tipsy. I think you probably could have picked her up.
2: <gasps> You're like, I did that once before.
0: And I said, <laughs> oh, I know I could have picked her up because that was my ex-girlfriend. And he knew her. When I originally met um, her a millennia ago, mm-hmm. we were actually together. There was a group of my friends that went out. We ended mm-hmm. up meeting her and a group of friends that were also out at the same bar. And we all just kind of got along. mm and he knows how that story ends. <laughs> and let's just say it doesn't end well. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going back in there. <gasps> I said, don't do that. There's no point to it. It was so long ago. And she probably doesn't even remember us, to be honest.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: just, just let it go. It's not worth it for it to occupy your brain. So instead of going somewhere else to drink, we end up just coming back to my house. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we did, because after a couple more drinks, then the conversation becomes very heated <laughs> about, oh, we should have. And oh, oh God. I'm Like, yeah, that would have gone very well at a bar <laughs> at all. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so I'm glad I made that decision. But yeah, it was... Uh, it was very interesting seeing somebody like that from my past. That very rarely happens.
2: Yeah, and I was like, "Damn!" I wonder if it's something like in the air because, like, one of my best friends had a a past person come back okay. into their life, past lover, and was like, ah, "No fucking way!" And I had somebody that was interested in me like ten years ago, okay. like hit me up and i'm like i am not acknowledging your existence <laughs> at fucking all no wow. no yeah <laughs> but, i think there's something in the air
0: well when that happened were they trying to get your attention and you literally like gave them the finger like no no or what
2: thankfully there- it was virtually oh, like okay, I, I i got i got the friend request and a message and i'm just like Mm-mm. no
0: you might be right.
2: Might I think right. the universe is stirring the fucking pot.
0: <laughs> I think you're right.
2: It's like, you know what's fun? Let's throw some bullshit these people's way. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when I, I believe it was Benjamin Franklin that says, uh, <laughs> "In I'm I'm uh, changing some of the words, but the universe only gives you as much as it thinks you can handle. Well, it is uh, the turn of phrase. And it's like, mm-hmm bless you if you think i could take this much (laughs) because it was like wow did just that flood of memories come back and it's like wow
2: Mm -mm. like what what was the point of that why do i need to relive this right now right
0: check please (laughs) I, i know for me and i think it's kind of the reason i actually bring it up to pervert nation when you have those moments like that it makes you realize how smart of a decision you made
2: And that could be, you know, inward reflection time. Correct. So, yeah, good good call. Instead of embracing the chaos, you you can step back and woosah.
0: (sighs) Yeah, exactly. And I I think that's what my listeners need to do. If you are hung up on a, a bad relationship, a bad moment, just let it go. Take that deep breath and let it go. It didn't happen for a reason.
2: Yeah.
0: And it's fine. Yeah. You've lear- hopefully learned the lessons of that and are now applying it to whatever it is moving forward.
2: Exactly. Learn from your bullshit. Don't repeat it.
0: Yes. Damn it. <laughs> <Back>. <laughs> as I say that, as the next episode that is going to be released will be me going to another convention, goodness gracious. You didn't gracious. learn your lesson. I didn't learn my lesson.
2: You didn't. No. You're just a masochist, ain't
0: (laughs) you? Oh, you have no idea. Wait till you hear about it.
2: Ooh.
0: Yeah, but when it comes to relationships, I have a question for you. This was an article that I saw online, and it makes me wonder how you would handle this situation. And not only you Mm -hmm. handling it, but myself and maybe... Pervert nation in general, because it's kind of an unfair situation. this episode okay. is, is a little bit before we get to the interview it's about love it's about understanding you know some dirty spots, but you know it's <laughs> you know i i can't just be dirty, sexy time all the time. you know I need to bring some other facets of this to the show now i'm not going to go into the full article, but it's from the new york mm-hmm. and it's Shauna Ray's ex makes sex confession after dating woman who, quote-unquote, looks like she's eight. Now, what this is about, I would say four to six months ago, mm-hmm. I am flipping through the channels, and there was a commercial for a show called I Am Shauna Ray. Okay. And I think it was on TLC, one of those channels. And it's about... A woman who, uh, when she was younger, she had some health issues, so it stunted her growth. Okay. And she is just under four foot tall. Okay. And she's like somewhere in the neighborhood of like 50 pounds is is what they said. And she's 23 years old. Okay. And she looks young, Mm -hmm. but is proportionate for being that size. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons they brought this show to light is kind of the struggles of being an adult that may have this issue of maybe just being a smaller adult and Mm -hmm. and the issues within society that kind of come with that. But also when it comes to love, what the article goes into is you have this gentleman that they were friends, they may have dated for a little while, but because of her stature and because of her appearance of looking so young, people attacked him. Mm. And it's really unfair because you're basically saying probably for the rest of her life, she is going to look young Mm -hmm. because she is so petite. Yeah. Does this mean that she does not deserve love in a way? That's kind of what I, what my feeling was pulling out of this article. Mm Hmm. And it just doesn't seem fair. But there are so many facets to this that I don't know, like, because there's that part of me that just wants to wrap my head around it and go, well, if two people meet and they fall in love,
2: mm-hmm. they
0: are both consenting adults. Yep. That's fine. But it's weird that society just doesn't want that for either of them. And it doesn't mm-hmm. seem fair. So what is your take on this?
2: I'm, I'm actually looking at a picture of them paddle boarding.
0: Yeah, you are on the Stand same article, paddle. yes.
2: Yeah. Um, really, like, lately, I'm like, it ain't my business. It's not my monkey. It's not my circus. Mm-hmm. But if I do have to interject a point here, it would be, as long as they're two consenting adults and no one's being manipulated, coerced, whatever. Let it ride. Let them be happy. Yeah. And if you... have if you've got that big of an opinion, you may need to do some inward reflecting uh, as to why that is so important to you versus what's something right in front of you that could be worked on. Right.
0: Yeah, that, and that is very true. That's kind of how I feel about it as well. That yeah. is how I feel about it as well. It's just like, she's 23. Like, <laughs> yeah. what are you going to do?
2: Yeah, and I mean, just because what he's probably in his 20s as well,
0: I would imagine.
2: And, I don't know, six foot tall? So therefore he dwarfs her. Right. Like, I could could only imagine some of the shit people concocted against him.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. And, you know, there's the difference between what people are saying for news articles and releases Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and what they're saying behind closed doors.
2: Yeah. If you wouldn't say it to somebody's face don't say it at all <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah
0: just just absolutely crazy
2: yeah that's nuts
0: but yeah it's it's a shame that everyone just can't be loved equally and just allow yeah. them to have happiness
2: i agree it's
0: yeah. um, good shit dick yeah dangles <laughs> full of love for this episode <laughs> it's love and piss and vinegar damn it I just want people to be happy. (laughs) Except for that ex that I saw in the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fuck her. But I totally dodged that bullet. Oh, my goodness.
2: I mean, you're lucky. It would have also made for a very interesting episode topic. My ex? Oh, yeah, if you guys talked, you spoke, exchanged words.
0: That is true. That is true. Yeah. I mean... If I wanted to talk out of school, I could tell all kinds of stories, but I'm not gonna. Do uh, that. yeah. yeah,
2: that's not maybe
0: late. Like- yeah, it's- <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the point now where the hurt that I felt in the moment has turned to humor. Mm-hmm. So and that's I'm good. The point. Yeah, I'm good with it. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding.
2: laughs> it's too easy.
0: <crazy. laughs> So I think it's time to talk a little interview.
2: All right. Let's do it. Yeah.
0: My interview is with Callie Taylor. I met her in Las Vegas at the AVN convention, and she was so unbelievably sweet and pleasant Just me walking up to her, not knowing her at all. And when I walked past her signing table, she said, hey, how you doing? I said, good. And she was just so super friendly that Mm -hmm. like, I think she would be good to do a gauntlet
2: with. Oh, good.
0: So I asked. She agreed. We did the gauntlet. And some of her answers led us to talk after the interview at the convention and then away Mm -hmm. from that and i thought to myself i'm gonna put her on my list of people that i want to get interviewed so i reached out to her and she said yes let's get it done and because she is so busy with what she does we Mm -hmm. were having a hard time like really locking down a date but we finally made it happen the interview was so much fun. She is just such Aww. an absolute delight. She is the type of people that I want to see become super popular in the industry because mm. she's very good at what she does. But just the personality and the, the beauty and the, the smile and everything that she is bringing to it, it's so easy to gravitate and connect to people like that. Mm. And I wish her nothing but the best. She has an amazing hobby that we talk about at the end of the interview. Okay. And uh, that was so much fun because we have fairly similar interests. I think she's a little bit more hardcore than I am, but Mm -hmm. uh, it was a lot of fun to be able to talk to her about it. So I know everyone is going to enjoy that. Madeline Ray. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know everybody enjoyed hearing about. You and your life and the energy that you brought to this episode along with the Technicolor underwear. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm here for.
0: That's right. Yes, you are. So do you think we should wrap it up, call it a show here?
2: Wrap it before we whack
0: it. Yeah, I think that's pretty Mm. smart. Ladies and gentlemen and pervert nation, thank you so much for listening to this episode please take care of yourselves and the people around you pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like callie taylor like madeline ray and all of the people that you hear on this show find something that feeds your soul and do it as often as you possibly can find love where you can let go of the bad things in the past Bring in the good and let it flourish as you show your love and support to St. Dangle, the patron saint of perverts. And of course...
2: Dangle on. Mm. Don't worry. Dick will be coming
1: back. This is Raya Sunshine, and you're listening to Danglin' After Dark with Dick Dangle. Mm, he's recovered and ready to go again. Welcome back to the pervert nation. Here he is, Dick Dangle.
0: There are a lot of ways that my guest can win you over. Her studio shoots has seen her work for AT Kingdom, Hustler, Porn Pros, Casting Couch Acts, Girl Come and More, delivering breathtaking scenes. Her cam shows deliver sensuality and sexuality with a quality touch. Her dancing prowess keeps the crowds coming back for more. And her beauty, smile, and personality complete a package that you need to get to know. And I have a feeling that a day is coming very soon where the term star accompanies her name. She is your Porn (laughs) Pros. Princess, she is Callie Taylor. How are you doing today?
1: Hello. I am doing great. I have been enjoying the weather here. It's actually been very nice. It's, you know, it's kind of getting cloudy now, but I, I kinda of like the cloudy sometimes, you know. You gotta mix it up a little bit. Yes. I like it a lot for sure.
0: <laughs> we are fair skinned people, so cloudy is not bad.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> No, not terrible. No. I, I like the sun. No, I do. I like hot weather. So here you go.
0: <laughs> That's my conundrum. As a ginger, I love it hot, but I hate the sun. So it's, it's what do I do?
1: That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it is an love absolute it. pleasure to be able to speak with you today.
1: Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Ah. Yeah.
0: So before we get started, can you please tell everybody where they could find you online and on social media?
1: Yes, you can find me um, on Twitter at Cali X Taylor. You can find me on Instagram at Cali X Taylor, and you can also find me on OnlyFans under the same name, Cali X Taylor. So keep it easy for everyone. You can just you can find me on all those platforms.
0: (laughs) Very nice. Now I feel the need to introduce you. A different way, and this will bring up a topic that we talk about later, if I may. Uh, just so you know, what I call my listeners and followers, I call them Pervert Nation. (laughs) So, uh, please allow me to give you a proper introduction to them. Pervert Nation, (laughs) acknowledge her.
1: Oh, I love it. Not bad, right? We're the ones. We're
0: the one. <laughs> <laughs> now, for those who do I not know it. what that is, we will definitely get it. to it.
2: <laughs> but
0: I want to get into a little bit more about you and some of the things yes. that you do. So I originally yes. met you at AVN 2023, and mm-hmm. you were kind enough to be on the gauntlet of 10 questions. I
1: was so excited. <laughs> and, and
0: for people who want to listen to it, it's episode 437. So... How was your AVN week?
1: It was insane. It was one of the most probably chaotic weeks of my life just because, like, I never met, like, fans before. I was like, oh, my God, like, this is a thing right now. So, just, like, walking around and, like, taking pictures of people, like, people wanted my autograph. Like, I was just, like, shocked by everything. I thought it was so much fun. And I really, really enjoyed the whole um, experience overall. And, I mean, the energy was high. I was tired a little bit. But the show i mean like it was it was incredible it was like a dream come true just to be there so i was like it was so fun i loved it every second of it it was great even if i was so tired <laughs> yeah
0: for sure so was this your first convention was it your first avn
1: both oh, okay. it was both yes it was so it was so new to me like i had never attended anything before i'd always thought about it in the past but i never really you know decided to do it so I made an appearance, but I had I had a very, very good time.
0: So was it a lot of networking? Were you able to do any content trades or any shoots? Was it more on the business end for you?
1: So at least for me, I think the big part of it was just like, you know, signing autographs, meeting people, meeting other stars, getting to know other people, like through my business. And I actually made like a bunch of friends that weekend too. So it was like super cool. And um, even my friend back from Nebraska, she does porn as well. And like, it was, it was crazy. Like we got to hang out too and like just network together. And I think that really helped like having somebody that I knew, you know, cause like, it was just so fun to meet everybody. And like, you know, these are the people like I see on the screen. So it's like, you know, meeting them in person, Everything was so fun. Um, I didn't do a lot of content trades or like shoots that week just because I was like, you know, it was my first convention. I didn't want to overwhelm myself and getting up and doing the makeup and the hair every day was already a lot for me. So I think just, you know, meeting everyone was Enough for at least the first convention, but there's there's always next year. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, lo- I love that approach. That's actually very smart, and I wish more young performers or new
1: performers oh, yeah.
0: would do that because I think that's the way to go. I think that was at least get your feet wet with the idea oh, of being yeah. at a convention. That's smart.
1: No, it definitely, I think just, you know, getting to know people is one of the most important things in the industry. Like, I always tell myself, like, it's all about who you know and, like, who you surround yourself with, and I think that definitely was a big part of me going to AVN. It was just like, you know, meeting all these people I looked up to, you know, it was crazy. I am
0: impressed with the fact that you are someone getting into the industry that knows people in the industry. And, you actually wrote this on Twitter, and and I hope I don't embarrass you with this. Uh, no, you're good. The Way I Nearly Cried Meeting Raya Sunshine, you guys. Yeah.
2: She's
0: my favorite. Now, you're not the only person to say this. I've met her a number of times. <laughs> yes. She's absolutely amazing. What is it about her that you enjoy so much?
1: Okay, I love, like, okay, I love everything about her, first of all. But I just love, like, she is a straight-up hustler. She, I've been watching her content since I was, like, high school so I was like I've followed her for a little bit and like I just love like I think she probably does have a team that sets some stuff up but she also does a lot of her own stuff I've noticed and like like she runs her like she does her YouTube channel like you know like she films all these videos constantly and like it's not even like just you know like adult industry videos she's doing like YouTube TikTok all these other platforms like Instagram Twitter and I think I was like Wow, like this girl does it all. Like, what the heck? Like, it's crazy. So, I just, I was super fond of her. I love her. She's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. What
0: other performers do you really enjoy? And did you have a chance to meet them at Avian?
1: So one of the top people I think I've met during AVNs was Adeline Gray. I don't know if you know who that is, but uh, they're so sweet. Like, like Adeline is such a down to earth person, very kind, very easy to talk to. Like, I literally almost cried meeting her too. So I was like, you know, freaking out about it. But yeah, I was, I was starstruck for sure. I was very happy about that. And also who else did I meet? I definitely saw people. I don't know if I would ever went up to some people because I was like, I was so nervous. But I saw a lot of people that I knew. Yeah.
0: Oh, fantastic. <laughs> now, in doing some research on you, it looks like you are also a dancer at a club.
1: Yes, I am. <laughs> so what term
0: do you use for yourself as a dancer?
1: I just feel like um, entertainer. entertainer. Yeah. Usually, like that's when I put on like the job application, I'll just feel like entertainer, like, I don't know, when they say special skills, I'll be like entertainer, you know? Yeah, (laughs) it makes it easier for me, I guess. So what
0: is your dancing style like?
1: Ooh, I do a lot of floor work. I really, like, if I'm on the pole, like, I'm doing some stuff. But, you know, like, I really prefer being, like, slow, sensual. I also think, like, facial expressions are everything. So, like, if I'm, like, smiling and I have a good attitude and I'm sticking my tongue out and I'm, like, going along with the song, like, people really, like, they interact with that. They like that. For whatever reason, it just gets people going. Like, I don't know. Someone told me, like, eyes are so sexy. And I was, like... You know, that's very true. Like eye contact, like I do I do a lot of that. And my customers definitely enjoy that.
0: <laughs> I can agree. There's nothing worse than a dancer who doesn't look like they're enjoying themselves.
1: No, it, it's it, terrible. It, it <laughs> may be their,
0: pers- their persona, but I just I don't <laughs> dig it.
1: Yeah, no, like, I mean, you can be like the best dancer in the world and just like, you know, it's just, it's all about that connection with people, I feel like, because that's what really gets people to want to, you know, buy the dance and do certain things, you know, so it's all about the connection.
0: <laughs> so it's obvious you have an amazing personality, you are beautiful, okay.
1: but how Thank long,
0: you. very <laughs> welcome. How long did it take you to get comfortable with talking to customers because it's part personal and part business?
1: So I think the hardest thing for me was like I definitely have social anxiety like no question about it and it was really hard for me to come out of my shell and be like oh my god I've to talk to these people Mm. like my to get like a reference of my club it's pretty small it's not like a big you know area so it's not you know like I'm talking to a million people per night which is very overwhelming to me Um, but I think just, like, the repetition and, like, learning what works best for me and, like, um, like, being real, they really appreciate you being more real rather than trying to, like, put on, like, this voice and, like, pretend you're somebody you're not, you know? Like, people think that's just unnatural and they don't like it. And I think the whole, like, Midwest chick really works out for me because, like, that's literally me. Like, you know, it's, I can't make that up, so... Just the repetition of talking to people over and over made things so much easier for me, for sure.
0: <laughs> do you see yourself, like, in a perfect world, being able to do what Raya Sunshine does and tour oh, yeah. as a feature dancer?
1: That would be a dream come true. Like, if I could do that anywhere, I would, like, literally die. I would be so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so happy. That would be like, that's like one of my top goals for sure. For
0: sure. I'll keep that in mind. Remember, I'm in Pittsburgh. We have a lot of feature clubs here.
1: (laughs) I'll hit you up. I'll hit you
2: up.
0: (laughs) Now, have you had the opportunity to watch an adult performer like Raya Sunshine feature dance? Does that club that you typically work at have features come in?
1: So they typically don't. I think they might have, but this is probably ages ago. Like, I'm not really sure. It's been around longer than I've been alive. So it's been around for a very long time. I know, like, I was going through Twitter. I think, like, Piper Perry might be doing something in Omaha, but that's, like, farther from me, and that's not in my area. So we typically don't, but, you know, that would be something I would want to do but I've, I've never heard of it yet, so I don't know yet. <laughs> All right.
0: Now, I was looking through some of your social media, and yes. as we record this, tomorrow you are doing an amateur night at the Iowa Playhouse.
1: I am. I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, I, it, this makes me feel like you're a ringer.
1: No, I know. Literally, <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> like, you're going to win. Be-
1: no, I know, and I have to be careful what I say because like um, this club in specific, like I went there, and like my friend who's in the industry, she works there too, and she's like, "Girl, like you can you can do this, like it's gonna be okay. Just like you know, do the the uh, you know amateur night, and then you'll you know be able to work there." Mm. So, I'm hoping that this, this leads to that. And uh, my friend is actually coming from LA to come cheer me on. So, I am so excited. It should be wild. It is a full nude club. So, we will see how that goes because I have not done that for a little bit.
0: Wow, very cool.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm excited. It is supposedly one of like the Midwest. Best clubs ever, so we'll see.
0: (laughs) Nice. Now, when it comes to you living there and being able to dance there, that's probably not as much of an issue, but living there and being in the industry and going to fly out to shoot, that has to be kind of difficult.
1: That is one of my biggest obstacles right now. Like, I have been offered shoots and I'm just not able to go because I'm a full time student. So it's like, fuck, you know, like I can't just go here and there, here and there, here and there. And that is like one of my biggest barriers right now as to why I haven't been able to, you know, make more content and do all of that. But hopefully in the near future, like a couple more years, give me a couple more years to get my education on. Okay. And then we will. <laughs> then I will be able to hopefully relocate to California. And that would be a big call of life one day. So we will see.
0: <laughs> Am I allowed to ask what you are going to school for?
1: Yeah, of course. No, I love talking about, that. I tell my customers all the time about this. Okay. I'm like, I'm a psychology major. And I'm always like, I can pick your brain. Like I can figure out what you're thinking about. Like it doesn't always work, but you know, I try my best and I love like the idea of just like helping other people and like, you know, really learning about what makes people do the things they do and react certain ways. Like, I think it's so important that we like we know that about ourselves, too.
0: Very nice. I was actually a psychology major myself. so
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. You can help me out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll talk
0: after we're done recording. Yes,
1: we, please. We don't want this to be a therapy
0: session for the listeners.
1: Yes, honestly. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it.
0: So, as I mentioned in your introduction, you've worked with a number of studios recently. What types of scenes are your favorite to shoot?
1: So my favorite—I've only done one of these, I believe. Well, actually, no, two now. So my favorite scene was my hustler scene with Shay Seitz. The—I don't remember what it was called, but it's something. It was with Shay Seitz. and that—that that was my favorite. Yeah. I just like—I think I was like new enough to the point, like I didn't really know what I was doing, but right. everyone was just like so positive, especially like Shay herself. She was like you know coaching me through it like telling me like do this do that and it just felt like natural it didn't feel you know forced or anything and my other favorite scene would definitely be honestly any of the porn pros one but I think my favorite one was with Kyle Mason that I did um I'm in like a pink like rainbow kind of outfit I think that that was a really good one just because like I love Kyle he's such a sweet guy and I think, it, you know, for me, it's all about, like, meeting people on set, and so I think we had a good connection, and, like, we were able to, you know, really work together to communicate different things, and it was so fun, and the sex was great, yeah. so I'm not complaining.
0: <laughs> was that the uh, erotic massage scene?
1: Um, No, I think it was before that. The one okay. I did, it was, like, one of my first ones for them. I can't remember... I don't know. It was not the, the massage was with Joshua Lewis, which by the way, oh, he's right, right, right. he's a great performer as well. I do love him. He's awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it sounds like the type of scenes that you enjoy shooting are ones where you're a little bit more connected to the person uh-huh. that you're shooting with. And I love Shay Seitz, by the way.
1: Yes, yes, yes. No, like I think, you know, she's really into like, you know, all that spiritual stuff and like more powers too. Like that's great. But I think it definitely helps you, like, you know, just, like, even talking before the scene and talking after. Like, both Kyle and Shay were really good about, like, doing that and just, you know, like, getting to know me before we went into it and didn't feel like I was just, like, showing up there. Because some people can be, like, shy. And I just think I'm, like, oh, God. Like, you know, like, I'm a person, you know. You can have a conversation with me. I'm not going to bite. Like, I might. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Do you have a bucket list of scenes that you would like to shoot in your career?
1: Yes, I do. I have a bunch of different ones. I guess like what I'm going for right now, my top one, I really want to shoot for Evil Angel and maybe Dog Fart. I can't think about the other. Bang Bros would be super cool. And then Browsers is my other one that I would be like dying to shoot for tushy black all of those i would be like it'd be a dream to do any of those so if they're watching this they're listening right hit your girl up
0: (laughs) are you someone that aspires to do maybe a big role like an acting role or are you more comfortable with doing more of just the single scene kind of vignette shoots
1: you know, I haven't really thought about you know doing um, that kind of thing. I was like a extra in one of Ricky Greenwood's films and I thought that was really interesting like i I just I'm not really good with scripts. so you know if I had to like memorize a massive massive thing, I think that might stress me out personally. but you know, you know there's always that option. and when the time comes and I'm ready for it. I would definitely do it. I would be interested in like, yeah, more of a theatrical kind of role for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure.
0: Because we are new to each other for the most part, you do not understand the things that I do when it comes to interviews. One of them being (laughs) what I enjoy doing is looking through people's social media and asking them them questions about posts that they have made.
1: Okay. Let's. Let's dive into this. This oh, can
0: be interesting. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> so the first one I would like to ask you about. You wrote yes. today was such a good day at work. I really appreciate positive coworkers and customers. They make me have a good attitude. Now, days like this make working in any profession a good day, but let's oh, teach yeah. some people what makes a good gentleman's club customer.
1: I'm going to say, like, when you walk in, you introduce yourself, like, you say hi, you know, you don't just go straight to the bar. A lot of dudes just think they're just going to, like, hide and just, like, go straight to the bar. Um, And they're just, like, respectful. They ask about your rules, your prices, and they're just, like, really calm and collected. They are, not like, visibly drunk. The visibly drunk ones are kind of crazy, um, but you know, if you're able to like hold a conversation with me, I think that is super important and it just makes like my job easier. And like, if you understand my rules and my expectations, then it makes the whole experience way more fun for everybody, to be honest. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have a few uh, return customers when it comes to the club that you work at? Do they come to seek you out?
1: They do. Yes. There is at least four or five. Probably more than I can I can name, but they are so sweet and so kind, and I really appreciate them because like it can turn my day from like like maybe like a low money day into like like you know like this not a massive amount, but still like I can go home with something, and that like really helps. And they're just they're so easy to talk to, and they're so nice to talk to, and I just again I just love building that connection with them and like learning about them, and so super nice.
0: (laughs) Now the next tweet I would like to ask you about.
1: You wrote,
0: I have four crushes right now and I need to kiss them all ASAP. (laughs) Now, are you able to name any of them or are you keeping this on the down?
1: Okay, well, I'm trying to think of who I was thinking at the time because this changes weekly, okay? (laughs) this. Um, okay. So I would say the first person, um, there's this girl on Twitter, like bad baby bunny or something like that. I don't know. She, she's um, a dancer in a different state, but I'm obsessed with her. She's definitely the top one right now. And then I do have a crush on someone that works at my club, but I'm not going to name who they are, but they are definitely, they know all the people know, like everyone fucking knows who they are. So that's probably a bit obvious. Um, I'm trying to think of who the other one is. They're probably just like unrealistic. Okay, I love um, Brianna Brandi from WWE. I have a oh. massive crush on her right now. Okay. Her, I'm trying to think of who else was the other one. I don't know. Because I, I, again, like I change every week, but those, like two of them were the personal ones, and then third was Brianna Brandi, and now I can't think of who's the other one. <laughs> No, like I said, they change weekly. So, you know, next week I could say four different names. Gotcha. (laughs) All right. Yes.
0: Now, the next tweet I would like to ask you about you wrote, Where do I get Taylor Swift tickets if Ticketmaster isn't selling them anymore? Okay. So, were you able to get tickets?
1: I did oh, good for you. I, I can't believe I tweeted that. Yes. <laughs> I did get Taylor Swift tickets. Oh. Um, it was a process. At First, I was thinking about getting them from my friend, Jordan Max, who's in the industry. Mm. She was talking to me about tickets and I was like, girl, I'm so stressed out. And then one day, Ticketmaster just emails me and they're like, um, you have a chance to apply for tickets. So I'm like, OK, fuck. Yeah. And I ended up getting one. So I was like, thank goodness. Like, I really I'm a massive Swifty. I love her. So I was very excited about that. For sure. For sure. <laughs>
0: Do you have to travel for the show or is it local to you?
1: Um, I do have to drive to it. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not a far drive. It's like three hours, but it's still, you know, a drive, which kind of sucks, but it's worth it to see Taylor Swift. Trust me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who else do you enjoy musically?
1: Oh, right now I really like Kalani and who else am I really into right now? Oh man. There's so many of them. Um, Falling in reverse, I'm oh, really nice. into them right now. Okay. I saw Paramore a while ago and I'm I'm still pretty into their music too. But yeah, those are probably the top ones as of right now. Okay. Good
0: stuff. I like that. Yes. <laughs> now the next tweet I would like to ask you about. This one. I don't know. Okay, so you wrote Okay. <laughs> my dick appointment last night was something Oh my else. god <laughs> I think I'm gonna leave it to the professionals from now on. Oh if the listeners could only see her reaction to this now now without giving <laughs> I, I feel so bad. So without giving too much away. Yes. And besides it not being me, uh what yes. was the <laughs> issue?
1: Okay. So <laughs> The issue from the start was this dude was just creepy, okay? His whole, like, life story didn't make sense whatsoever. He was coming up with just random stuff to, like, add to his life, and it was really, really weird to me. I mean, I had never heard of, like, he wouldn't give him to, like, tell me what he did for work. Like, it was just, like, crazy shit constantly. And um, he literally, like it didn't even last long, maybe five seconds, maybe be, yes, maybe less than that. Um, you know, I was shocked and confused. Um, I definitely, you know, I, I was putting my work in, I'm going to be honest. And it just, it, you know, it happened for him. It was not happening. And I was like, Oh my God, like this dude's a mess. Like he kind of freaked me out a little bit. So um, he has now blocked me. <laughs> so shout out to that dude. <laughs> <laughs> so in saying
0: that you put in the work, I think you might have put in too much work. Like,
1: I think I did. Woo. I think I did.
0: Yeah, I, I think you intimidated Jeez. him because.
1: I Honestly, oh, wow. honestly. Yeah, it was an experience I don't think I will forget. To be honest, <laughs> I that was that was that was a rough one. Like, okay, I typically try to like hook up with people outside of the industry, but this guy was really cute. To be fair, he was cute. He just didn't, he did not know what he was doing. <laughs> That's all right. Well, hopefully, he'll get okay.
0: there. Let's hope he gets.
1: He'll yes. He'll get there one day. I hope so. <laughs>
0: Maybe the moment with you will lead him in that direction to be like, you know what? God, I hope so. Gotta make God, I hope so. Okay. <laughs> for the next lady, right?
1: <laughs> now, Hopefully. Yes.
0: So what do you look for in a potential suitor?
1: So I love guys that have like muscles, tattoos. Like I said, I'm big into this, like the this wrestlers. This is
0: over. This is over. <laughs> okay, <go ahead.
1: laughs> You're like, damn it! I had one freaking chance and they blew it. One, no good. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, it's okay. It's okay. You, it's okay. I still love you. Oh, I thank still you. Love you.
0: Likewise, likewise. <laughs> but but what do you like here?
1: Yes. So I definitely, yeah, like muscles, like tattoos. I love dudes with long hair. For whatever reason, I love guys' long hair. Just really gets me going for whatever reason. And for girls, I feel like they have to just, again, like the muscles, the tattoos, like usually they're like alternative dressing or something like that. So I don't know. It depends. Whoever can wow me. I'm just like, ah. <laughs>
0: very cool i like that answer and,
1: yes and i'll have to show you a
0: picture um i donated my hair in december i'll have to show you what i look Do like you with seriously
1: hair. yeah oh my goodness oh my god i have to see you with long hair i have to see that yeah
0: it's uh it's pretty impressive
1: dang <laughs> that's crazy oh my god how long did it take you to grow out uh a long time
0: not really for good a, yeah, a couple of years. I mean, to like really get on to donate. Them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs>
0: now, typically, once I am done with the Twitter questions, the interview is over. But I wanted to leave what I believe is the most important thing, especially yes. when it comes to our connection to last. Yes. And that is your <laughs> love of wrestling. So.
1: Oh, my gosh,
0: yes. <laughs> I, I don't even know where to start. So we'll just do it this way. When yes. did you fall in love re- with wrestling? What made you just enamored with it?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I was about 13, and I had won tickets through my orthodontist. So shout out to my orthodontist. It was like a local smackdown, and it was so fun. I mean, like I was really – I was really into, like, Seth Rollins at the time and the Bellas. Like, I just loved it. I loved the crowd. I loved the energy. I loved the lights. I loved the wrestlers and their stories. You know, it was, like, it was just entertainment brought to life. And I think I was so captivated by that. I loved it so much.
0: So who are your favorite wrestlers? Not necessarily just now, but of all time. Both men and women. Of
1: all time. Okay. So, I guess of all time for female, I'm going to have to go with Alexa Bliss. I'm wearing her shirt right now. It's so funny. Nice. <laughs> I love Alexa. Um, I love Brianna Brandy, as I'd said before. I love, who's another big one that I love? EO Sky. She's really cool. Um, I'm trying to think of other people. Bailey is another big one. I really love her. I respect her. Um, Shotsy Blackheart, she's super cool. I love her. And as far as the, I guess, I guess Soraya too, obviously. I love Soraya. Um, and then for the dudes, I'm gonna have to say, um, Austin Theory is a big one for me right now. Ooh, okay, um, I love Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, I guess he's he's John Moxley now. Right. Uh Matt Riddle is another cool one. Um, I'm trying to think of who else I really like. Um, I don't know, obviously, John Cena is pretty cool too, he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now you went to WrestleMania was that, I sure did. Was that your first one?
1: It was my second oh, WrestleMania wow. ever. Nice. Yes. It so was how was so the experience? Fun. Yeah. Oh my god, it was incredible. Like I ended up purchasing a travel package because last year I planned it on my own and it was kind of a mess, not gonna lie. <laughs> Um, But this year I decided to do it where I had the the travel package like everything was you know taken care of and honestly it was so fun like it seriously like there was not a moment where I didn't feel like something was like taken care of and like the show was incredible like they all did such an amazing job of just like putting their heart and soul into everything and it was good seeing like Lita and like Edge, like all these people come back, you know, from like the other eras. But then to also see like the newer talent and like um, I went to like the NXT Stand and Deliver, like seeing all these other people like come together was just crazy. It was such a wholesome weekend. I met so many wrestlers. It was so fun. It yeah, was great. I, I saw some
0: <laughs> of your pictures. It was really cool to see everyone. That oh
1: you were yes. Reading. It was so fun. It was like a dream come true.
0: Yes. (laughs) I think the most important question is, how did you feel about the results of this WrestleMania? Were you disappointed that certain people won and the other people didn't?
1: You know, okay. So the whole Cody Rhodes, it was Cody versus Roman, Roman. correct? And that... Seeing the crowd react to that kind of pissed me off, too. Like, people were obviously mad Cody didn't win. And I think that was what was so crazy to me. Like, it was like, these people are invested in this, like, as much as I am, too. um, These people were, like, crying over it. They were screaming. They were yelling. They were very, very into it. And so seeing that, I was like, damn, this is, you know very crazy it was it was very yeah inspiring to just see all of that but there were some outcomes i was i was not very happy with (laughs) okay
0: name name one give me one
1: okay i guess okay so who who Oscar? oscar bianca i did want oscar for that one and she did not win so i was like what the fuck like i literally was like what the fuck i was pissed off Um, but I'm sure she's going to get her time very soon and not that I don't love Bianca. I do, but you know, she's held that for so long now. I think it's time to give it up to somebody else for sure.
0: (laughs) I I was actually surprised that Rhea, as much as I wanted her to win, I didn't think Rhea was
1: going to win. No, I had no idea about that. Yeah. That's what shocked me. I I loved that. But, I mean, some people were pissed about it. They're like, this doesn't make sense. Like, oh, my God. I was like, it's okay, you guys. Like, calm down. Like, right. it's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and I think when it comes to Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes, yes. I don't think people were as much upset at the outcome as how it kind of got there.
1: Uh-huh. You know like uh-huh. the, the
0: match interference. I think people were maybe a yeah. little disappointed.
1: Yeah, at. and I think like, even the weeks we had up leading to it, like they were really like building hard on this storyline. We thought Cody was gonna win this thing, right. and then to see him, you know, not win, we're all like, "What the fuck is <laughs> right. going on?" You know. And then yeah, the people were trying to blame Vince, trying to blame Triple H. I'm like, I don't know. Like I, it, it was just it was crazy to see people get so hyped about that for sure for sure
0: (laughs) are you someone that is about the the storyline and the presentation like are you okay with the good guy losing if it's done well
1: yes if it's done well yes like i think for instance like john cena versus theory i think that was done pretty well like even though you know cena did not win I think it was a good way to kick off the show I mean so many people like you know I think could connect to like Austin's character and just like the way he presents himself and like he's like you know this like small town dude and then he just got to do all of this all of a sudden I think that's so inspiring and I think John was a good person to to face in that aspect for sure for
0: sure and not only do you go to WrestleManias, but you yes. uh, went just very recently, you went to a WWE live show.
1: I did. This literally like Friday, like last, this past Friday. And it was, it was insane. It was crazy. I, I loved every second of it. And,
0: and you actually went to watch AEW in a theater.
1: I did. I did do that. I, like, okay, my friend was trying to convince me to go for quite some time, and I always thought, like, it was going to be weird. Like, I thought we were just going to be sitting there and, like, doing nothing, like, and just, like, watching it silently. But no, people were, like, they were cheering, they were screaming, they were just having, like, this crazy time. Like, I was, like, oh, like. I, I had no idea that, you know, everyone was going to be just like cheering like that. It, it was like, we were at the event, but we were just, you know, watching it on TV. So, or a big screen, but yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. right.
0: So to AEW now I, it's hard to compare WWE to AEW because they deliver two totally different products to me.
1: Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I really
0: like what AEW presents.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I agree. Like, I think they do a very good job at, like, you know, the performance aspect, the story. I mean, the story, I feel like storylines in AEW could use some work. Yeah. Um, But I think the wrestling for them is what is so important. And, like, they definitely give people that, you know, maybe didn't get a chance elsewhere. They are able to, like, show their true colors and, like, really become, you know, star potential and all of that, which is... Really, really important for I think a lot of wrestlers to, you know, get their feet off the ground and that kind of thing. Yeah, oh for sure.
0: So I guess the most important question is if you were a wrestler, what would your entrance song be?
1: Oh gosh. Oh my. Oh man. This is a hard one because there's like so many songs that I love. Oh goodness.
0: Because realize it's got to get the crowd going. They have to as soon as they hear those opening notes, they have to know it's you. Like, oh goodness! I am so impressed with Orange Cassidy because he uses. Okay, Jane. I love
1: that. I'm
0: like, yes, I'm like that was a perfect song.
1: No, I love that one. I also love John Moxley's. That's a good one too. A
0: wild thing. Um.
1: Wow. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I really like this song. Okay. What do you think? What do you think? You're starting to say it's something. No,
0: I'm like. I'm surprised you don't like picture it in your head. Like I'm trying to
1: push the curtain
0: (laughs) open and I go through. I mean,
1: man, I really like the girl next door song by saving Jane. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but it's like, it's, it's a pretty good, it, it would be very fitting for me. I feel like, but also I feel like some, I need something to like pump people up. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Maybe a Katy Perry song, because that's pretty fitting for me too. But I don't know what song, like, you know, I don't know. That's, I'm going to have to think about that one. Yeah, I'll you, think about it. You definitely
0: <laughs> have to get back to me on that one.
1: Yes, yes. So,
0: <laughs> what does the future hold for Callie Taylor? Is it more shoots, more dancing? Or are you going to try to get to any conventions through the year? Do you have any other projects in place? What do you have going on?
1: So for me personally, I am looking um for work this summer right now. I am going to be able to shoot starting like May 20th like throughout the whole summer. But obviously I have planned trips and stuff in there too. Um so I will be dancing hopefully if the Iowa playoffs <laughs> maybe this interview will come out after I got the job, or maybe I didn't. We'll see. Right. We'll see. Um, but I will definitely be dancing a lot more this summer, whether it's at my home club or a different place. Um, I definitely want to do lots more dancing. I cannot quit that. Um, I want to do more shoots this summer. Again, hopefully through May, June, July, and August. And Right now, I think that that's the most important thing for me is just, like, getting more work and getting myself out there. So, I think a convention would be really fun. I've been thinking about Exotica in Miami this summer, okay. which looks like a really good, a really good time. I think X-Biz also might be in May. I don't know. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's coming up. Yes. Okay. Well, maybe I might go to X-Biz, too. We'll see. But I know I definitely want to do an Exotica this summer I just, I don't, I don't know yet, but I am trying to plan this stuff, but I have bought my flight to California. So I know that I will be shooting this summer. So I'm excited for that for sure. Oh, very nice.
0: <laughs> I, I've had so much fun speaking with you. I've been smiling this entire time because you are, your energy is so amazing. Yes, and you just, that's what we amazing.
1: want. <laughs> yes. So. Yes. One more time
0: before I let you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on social media?
1: Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Cali. That's K-A-L-L-I-E-X-T-A-Y-L-O-R. Um Cali X Taylor on Twitter, Cali X Taylor on instagram and callie x taylor on OnlyFans. (laughs)
0: very (laughs) nice well once again you're an absolute delight i wish you nothing but the best moving forward and hopefully i will get to see you very soon
1: yes yes thank you for having me thank you guys for watching thank you so much everybody